Hey, before you hang up, say this. Sure. This is Steve Pavlina, and you're listening to Vroom Vroom Veer. Do you want me to say it like that? <laughs> you say it, say it how Steve says it. Okay. This is Steve Pavlina, and you are listening to Vroom Vroom Veer. Perfect. Good. There Thanks, you go. brother. Later. Okay. All right. Take care. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Are you ready to thoughtfully steer away from your revved up, frenzied, and far too often scripted life? Then welcome to Vroom Vroom Veer with Jeff Smith, where he guides you down the road differently traveled by sharing unique experiences with guests who have managed to shift away from a life stuck on cruise control and veered their way into a more authentic and fulfilling one in all sorts of interesting and kind of remarkable ways. Get ready to Vroom Vroom Veer with your differently traveled road chauffeur, Jeff Smith. Thank you so much, Kristen, for being on my show. I'm so happy to be here. So tell me what you are most excited about in your business or your life today. So much. You know, well, it's summer and the sun is shining in Portland. And so we never complain (laughs) when it's sunny in Portland. So I'm excited (laughs) about that. Um, And I'm really excited about the Rise Live event. Um, We do a, a live event every year and it's coming up here in October. So we're in you know, content planning and then our sponsors and partners are coming on board. It's just full steam ahead to the Rise Live event. Rise Live event. This sounds like the next big thing in Portland. Well, you know, ironically, it's in um, Phoenix, Arizona. So Phoenix, Arizona, that's even It would make sense to do it in Portland (laughs) since I live here, but fall in Portland can be kind of sketchy. So we wanted to make sure it's somewhere really (laughs) sunny and warm and easy to get to and all that good stuff. So, you know, as we talk, um, I can definitely share a little more about what we do there, but the rise is always a blast. And so that's what we're excited about right now. So how many times have you done the rise? Is this La- the first Well, last year? year was the very first year, which was terrifying. Okay. Oh, my God. Oh! I was freaking out. Oh, gosh. It was, <laughs> That's awesome. It was fun. It was really fun. We had a great time. We, um, you know, the rise is all about helping people rock more talks and make more money and get on more platforms. And that's the focus uh, for sure this year as well. But we also do stuff like we have a fun lip sync contest. You know, we were chatting before, you know, I'm a little bit kooky. So we do a lot of fun stuff too. Um, awesome. Not just for the sake of, of just having fun, although I love having a great time, but it's also a great way to learn how to get out of your own way and kind of break through um, those points that kind of hold you back and teach you how to really let go in front of other people. And the lip sync contest is just like a really fun way that we learn how to do that. That's awesome. Yeah. Do you dress up in drag while you do the You know, <laughs> we, there, nobody dressed up last year, but I'm kind of hoping people do this year because last year was the first year and it, it all came because I somebody forwarded me a video of Conan O'Brien. Um, oh, right. No, no, not Conan O'Brien. Sorry. Jimmy Fallon doing, he okay. does these little lip sync battles on his late night show. So there was, um, somebody sent me a video of it and it was just hilariously funny. And I thought, well, maybe I could convince a couple of people to do it with me. You know, it'd be fun. We'll get out of our comfort zones and just have fun. Yeah. But once the event happened, like all these people signed up and they just came on stage and they played full out. And it was like a full rock concert broke loose on the first wow. night. And um, so now it's become kind of a thing. So this year will be year two and we're really fired up. I just saw the movie. um, Let's see here. Oh, no, I have to remember something. Oh, oh, Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. Oh, I haven't seen that. 
Yes. Oh, it's so great. <laughs> I'm going to write that down because that somehow I missed it. And now you just brought it back in my attention. Yeah. Yeah. So this is like uh, big burly men doing like lip syncing yes. and drag queen. <laughs> All right. I'm putting that on my list. That's a pre-rise uh, prerequisite viewing, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> great. It's great. It's uh, it's uh, let's see here. It's Agent Smith from The Matrix, oh, Hugo right. Weaving, mm-hmm. uh, Terrence Stamp, who's been like all sorts of badasses yeah, in all yeah. kinds he's of movies. Scary. Yeah, yeah, he's always a badass, right? And uh, and one other guy, Guy Pierce, that other really steamy Australian actor. Yep. He was in Memento. Yes. Uh, yeah. So really, that's that's a that's the image that popped in my head when you said. We're going to have a lip sync contest. Okay? <laughs> well, it's got to be in drag. Well, we welcome drag for sure. We welcome all shapes, sizes, and persuasions. That's perfect because I, I just love it because I, I can tell you're having fun. I, I'm just like, if I'm not having fun, why do it? I mean, not that. Why do it? Not right. that you're not going to have to work hard. I work hard and I make no bones about it, but I really love what I do. And I think you've got to have a good time in your business because if you're going to work hard, you might as well be enjoying it too right that's different work, than work, like work, yeah, yeah it's different than i worked in a corporate job i had to sit in traffic and go to that stupid you know heather gray cubicle with no windows <laughs> and right. i did all oh, that been there. you yes, know yes. and then they're done that got the t-shirt it's just like that was not super fun so i'm right. really passionate about what i do now when i work i work really hard but i am having a blast doing it too yeah, you know, in either side of that coin, whether you go corporate and have a job or you do your own thing, you're going to have to work hard. That's right. So you might as well be working hard for you. Yeah, there's a great – have you seen there's a video of Jim Carrey speaking? Yes. Did you see that? This has come up now on like three of Yes. Three well, so I yeah. won't belabor your audience with the story again, but that's what it reminded me of is his story about his dad and, you know, yeah. you might as well love that. That was on doing. episode one. There you right, go. Right. Boom. It's a great story. Great story. So go listen to episode one <clears throat> if you don't know that story. And you can't contain the tank container man. That was my favorite <laughs> You can't contain the container man. <clears throat> I, I saw that you were Facebooking about Deepak Chopra today. I know. Well, I here's the thing. I listened to Deepak Chopra many years ago. I remember when we still had tapes. So we're really. Uh, no, no. Yeah, yeah. I remember eight tracks. Dating so myself I'm, here. But I'm dialed in. My husband and I were. I remember painting our old condo when we still lived in California, and we were listening to Deepak Chopra and I think maybe uh, Wayne Dyer or something. And I remember like really enjoying the tapes and really getting into Deepak Chopra. And then it's just kind of been a few years. I don't know. I haven't been hanging out with him. I don't know why. No good reason. But I sure. listened to this podcast with him the other day, and yeah, I just he fried my brain in like an hour. So I'm back on the Deepak. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I went, I binged on Deepak, everything that was Deepak for years and years. And one of the things that he brought up was this sort of like destinationless journey yes. sort of idea. You remember that no. one? You know what I'm talking I about? I don't okay. know what you're talking about. I'm just saying okay. yes makes sense. <laughs> yes makes sense. Gotcha. Well, yeah, it's it's like it's more about the journey sort of lesson yes. where, you know, you've got that that destination, but it's always on the horizon yeah. and you're always moving towards it because you need to have a goal and you need to have a purpose. But, you know, you're never going to get there and that's OK. It's so true. It's really <laughs> true. You know, I see it. Um, you know, my mom's getting a little older and we're looking at 
um, you know, assisted living and different homes and stuff for her. And when you see someone older and you see someone like I met a gal, I don't remember her name, but she's like 92 years old. And she plays the piano live at lunch every day at this retirement home. And she's like cruising along. (laughs) She's not retired. She is not retired. And she was like getting around just fine, sharp as a tack, playing the piano. She volunteers. She just adopted a little dog. And it was the cutest darn dog I'd ever seen. And I just thought, well, there you go. Like because she's still totally plugged in. And has, quote unquote, like little jobs for her to do, you know, stuff that's required of her um, that she loves. She's still thriving. Yeah. She was a rock star. I loved her. Yeah. I'm I'm giving up the idea of wanting to retire. I don't want to retire anymore. No. I think it's not good for your brain. I'll retire when I'm dead. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So talk a little bit about your purpose and your why, what, what drives you, what makes you tick? Well, it's an interesting mix. I think like the original drive that's, that's caused me to leap out of corporate America was honestly to take care of my family. Um, it was maybe more self-centered at first and then less self-centered as I moved on. But sure. at first it was really survival. It was that I was, you know, getting ready. My husband and I were planning on having a family and, we were also really um, decided together that we weren't going to have a, this newborn baby and then both of us go off to work, you know, full time all day, every day where you're gone from seven in the morning till seven at night and your kid is in right. daycare. And yeah. I know that for some people that's a reality, maybe an, even an unavoidable one. But just for us, we were like, whatever it takes, that's not what we're going to do. We're going to figure out something else. And what that answer was, I had no, honestly, like just no clue. I just had the desire to make, make that happen in some way. And so the first leap out of corporate America was really just to make that happen. Like, how can I create some kind of an income working part time? And it was interesting because at the time I was making a great living working in media sales. So it was even more challenging because I started poking around at part-time jobs and they were paying about $12 an hour, like the average yeah. part-time job. And I'm like, yeah, that's not going to really be paying the bills. That's not going to work for Holy me. Holy McShizzle Dizzle. Like, what am I going to do? <laughs> and I'm writing that one down. Holy McShizzle I'm going to try not to curse. I have do curse like a sailor. So sometimes I say insane things. Well, that's okay. I already have one explicit show. Okay. Well, so this- my my audience are grown. Okay. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> and we do occasionally say shit. Oh, and we get away my. with it. Well, yeah, F bombs, I try to be about. Of course, but, of course. So, yeah. so the, speak like an adult. Okay. Maybe not an adult sailor. Thank you. There we go. We'll draw the line at sailor. <laughs> there you um, go. <laughs> so, it was really. I was, it was shocking when I realized that, like, that's the reality that if you don't want to work full time, you know, you're. The, the majority of the options out there were like these very low paying part-time jobs and that right. wasn't going to pay our bills. And so it was, um, it's interesting cause I know you talk on your show about kind of, you know, blessings in disguise and things like this. And, and this is, I guess, sort of one of them, which was that it forced me to not take a low paying part-time job only because we weren't going to survive. And instead, um, just very magically, I found an ad for a personal development company that was looking for a speaker who would open the Portland market for them. And mind you, I had no experience speaking. I'd never 
given a speech or anything in my life, but I had all the other stuff that they were looking for, like sales experience and could you work from home on your own without someone looking over your shoulder. And all of my background in commission-only sales made that all of those very easy to say yes to. Like, oh, yeah, I don't really need somebody telling me what to do. I already know how to go out and sell and make calls, and all of that felt very comfortable. And if they were willing to teach me the speaking part, then we'd be cooking with gas, right? Like, this might just sure. work out. And so – that's what I did. You know, I, I submitted a resume and went through their very rigorous interview process and somehow made it through, mostly because I was one of the few people crazy enough to like, do this insane job, which was um, really you were an independent consultant for this company. And I would go give this one talk. It was very scripted. I'd give it all over Portland and all the surrounding areas, like anywhere that had salespeople or, you know, managers right. or real estate um, people. And I gave this one talk and it would sell people into their personal development workshop. And oh, that's nice. how I learned how to start speaking. But it really first came out of just sheer necessity of like, how do I take care of my family in this very specific way? And right. had that not forced my hand, I don't know that I would have left corporate America. Sure. So that is the blessing in disguise. It is a it's blessing like, in disguise. And it's really where right. my purpose started was, okay, how do I take care of my family in the right way? What's right for us? And right. then once I figured out how to survive, then it became about turning around and giving back to other people, which is much more in alignment with what I believe my true purpose is. Yeah, After you get past awesome. self-survival. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, that I think – you're never arriving. We've already had that discussion, yeah. but you're definitely moving towards, you know, a more actualized you. Well, and it's also, you know, it points to the point, which is that I think it's hard. It's not impossible, but it's much harder to give to other people what you don't have yourself. So if you don't have your basic needs met, if your business or whatever right. your thing is, isn't taking care of your basic needs so that you're safe and your family is safe and all of that, it's really hard to fulfill your purpose. Not impossible, but much harder. So I'm a really big proponent with my clients. Um, you know, make sure that A, you set up your business so that your needs and your financial necessities and your health and wellness are great. And that's what empowers you to turn around and, and serve your purpose in a bigger way. Yeah. You know, and the last time I was listening to your last podcast mm -hmm. and the, the, the recurring theme that was going on in my head was you have to take time to, you know, take care of yourself. Yes. Yeah. You know, and uh, the sharpening the saw, you know, make sure you exercise and eat right. Yes. And meditate if, that, if that's what you're into. All of those things. Because you can just get so head down focused. Oh, yeah. When you, you know, you just. And you can you burn go. yourself out. I got to a place maybe two years ago where I had burnt my adrenals out. Because there's one thing. Ooh, yeah, I know. It sounds painful. <laughs> Even if you don't know what adrenals are, it's Doctor, like. Doctor, I need bad. new adrenals. These are burnt out. <laughs> Do you have replacement adrenals? Um, I mean, they don't carry those at Rite Aid. So. <laughs> So. Here's the thing. Um, I'm like, I realized I'm a little bit of an adrenaline junkie, not in the like the normal way, of course, because I'm just not normal. So it's not like I don't want to ride my bike down a mountain. I'm not that kind of adrenaline junkie, but I get it in my business. It's also, I think, part of why I speak is like it's sort of terrifying and awesome and a rush all at the same time. But 
what I had done in my business was gotten into sort of a trap of constantly like pushing the boundaries and driving myself in a way that was not super healthy. And I wasn't taking care of myself nutritionally and with exercise. And I got really, I was like, why am I so tired? You know, why do I feel like crap every, I felt hung over in the morning, except right. I wasn't getting drunk the night before. Might as well start drinking. Might as well start drinking. <laughs> so I started drinking every day. No, no, no. Um, but well, yeah, I went to a holistic doctor and they're like, you are blowing out your adrenals and you're going to have a heart attack. So I had to learn how to kind of simmer it down a little bit, drink my green tea and take better care of myself. And that is a, an important part of being a leader is taking care of you. Yeah. Talk a little bit about like any habits for health, wellness, anything that, that helps you stay healthy, wealthy wise, all that stuff. Yeah. That, I mean, are- a couple of really simple things. One, the first thing that I realized was that I wasn't sleeping well. And the tricky thing when you aren't sleeping well is that you usually get kind of delirious. And so you don't even know like that you're off track because totally. you're yes. like, you're in the water that you're swimming in kind of thing. I just, I don't right. know if that makes any sense, but no, no, I totally, I do. was like overtired. But because I was overtired, I didn't know I was overtired. So one big change I made was making sure that I started getting full nights sleep. And um, that alone was like, glory, hallelujah. Yeah, yeah, you hear angels sing. Yeah, I mean, we don't, it sounds so like ridiculously boring and mundane, but you know, especially in the United States, I think we get in this habit of like, who gets up the earliest and who drives the hardest and sleep, sleep is for sleep when you're dead. And it's like, you will be dead if you don't sleep, by the way. So getting a good night's sleep is critical. Drinking enough water. The one thing I did was get out, get soda out of my diet, which I never thought I'd be able to do. Good for you. So I drink sparkling water with lemon and stuff like that. Um, So getting enough water, uh, making sure I have downtime. So one thing I worked out with my assistant is that we booked lunch and at least one break, even if it's short during the day, that that she is not allowed to book stuff in, even if I tell her to. Oh, nice. Because I'm crazy and I'll be like, forget lunch. Yeah, I'll do another interview with Jeff. Blow through that. Yeah, I will. Because again, I get a little bit like cranked up on adrenaline. I get excited and I'll just blow it all out of the water. So we have some boundaries that we've put into place so that I eat, that I have a little break. And then because I run my business uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, um, because my son, he'll just be going into first grade this coming year. Um, Mm -hmm. but that is also another way that's kind of helped me because on Tuesdays and Thursdays, I have a little release. I don't have any clients on those days. I don't run webinars or do any training on those days. So it's time when, yeah, I might answer some emails and do some admin, but mostly I'm, I'm cooling, cooling off, cooling my jets on the work and hanging out with my kid. And that helps Mm -hmm. a lot too. And then the last piece is of course, exercise. I, I'm like a little bit of a hypocrite because for a lot of years I didn't exercise. So I'm just like this year, I've just gotten back into it, but so great for your energy, for your spirit. Like you just show Mm. up for the day, like fired up your brain. (laughs) And I don't, I don't know about you, but I mean, my workouts, my trainer beats my booty, right? Like the workouts are so hard that I cannot worry about anything. I cannot worry about work. I'm not thinking about email. I'm also not worried about my son. It's like, you're just thinking about, I am like, can I live through (laughs) this workout? Can I live through these burpees? Um, so yeah, it's a really good, like simmer down the brain and get back into your body, which I think is important if you're like a expert, 
um, if you're in information marketing, which are all components of what I do, you can really get up in your head and in technology and getting back into your body is a very grounding thing. Oh, totally. Yeah. I've gotten back into riding my bike and, you know, I, I had to shorten it because I don't have as much time as I used to. Yes. Um, but yeah, that is just, you just fixes your brain. <laughs> 20 minutes, which is hard. It's again, it's like, it just depends on your personality, but even just 20 minutes a day just calms you down. It gets, makes the world right again, puts things back into perspective and it's just really helpful. So I have to ask, are you a meditator or were you a meditator? No. No. Wait a minute. You're listening to Deepak (sighs) Chopra and Wayne Dyer. I'm telling you I'm the worst. (laughs) I am the worst. It's okay. I was just curious. No, I'm no, I'm no judgment. No judgment. I, I want to be a meditator. Like I want to do it. It's just I have such a crazy monkey brain that I still have not quite figured it out. But it's still something I aspire to add into my life. Do me a favor. Okay. Check out this book. It's by Wayne Dyer. So we already know you like him. Okay. It's called Getting in the Gap. All right. And it comes with a CD. And there's two versions of this uh, guided meditation on that CD. Mm-hmm. And I think you'll like I it. I will try it. It simplifies the process. It simplifies the process. And it lets you say, ah, a lot. Oh. Ah, uh, uh, it's already relaxing. Ah, <laughs> uh, I think that's uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> My wife always teases me. She's going to say, are you going to say ah before you go to bed? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am. Yes, I am. Thank you very much. So we already covered your blessing in disguise. So let's talk about an empty victory story. Yeah, you know, I was kind of challenged by this. I was like, oh, do I have an empty victory? Um, it's usually you have too many. Well, yeah, I don't know if it's an if it's an empty. I don't know if that's exactly what I'll call it, but I'll tell you a story nonetheless. So last that's, year, that's all I can ask. It'll be a good story. <laughs> it'll be a good story. That's <laughs> all, that's all I care point. about. I'm like a politician right, right. over here. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So last year, when I when I hosted the Rise Live event, I already let you know I was terrified, and you know, once you were afraid, you were terrified. Sorry, uh, I just yes. get that. <laughs> I, was afraid, I was petrified. There you go. Um, I'm the queen of bursting into song, so we cannot go wrong. <laughs> I'm the king. So, yeah, um, right. so here's the deal. You know, I built my business, and we'll talk a little bit about this to give some tips to your listeners. But I built my business giving talks. So once I did it for the personal development company for a little while, then I figured out how to do it for myself with my own content and my own workshops, and off we go. So most of my experience and most of my business was built giving like 45 minute to an hour long talk that would inform, you know, a chamber of commerce group, a business association, a conference group, whatever it is, it's going to teach them something. And then I would sell some kind of an entry level offer. It might be a ticket to a workshop or it might be enrollment in a kind of a six week series that's really where I built my business was this idea of like an hour talk and then you make an offer and then people would kind of run to the back of the room, you know, and hand in their form and you get this again, there's that rush that I like, right? Right. So I'm like, yes. And then you, then you get to help all I rock. people and then like you feel like you rock and they feel like they rock because they're going to sign up and learn this new thing and you walk out with money and you feel great and it's just awesome. 
And so now I, I do this for several years. I build my business from basically nothing up to multiple six figures. And now I'm hosting this first, you know, multi-day, multi-speaker event. And the offer, the main offer at the Rise is my mastermind program, which is, you know, not a $500 entry level program. <laughs> right. And it's also not the most expensive mastermind around, but it was $17,000. That's a, you know, it's a, that's a it's nice a serious investment. And yeah. it's for people who really want to build their business with speaking. And, and so I make the offer and making that kind of offer is very different. People don't go running necessarily. I mean, they might, but in general, everyone in the room <laughs> is not going to run up and run to the back to plunk down $17,000. So it was a very right. different experience. Now, mind you, by the end of the three days of the Rise Live event, to make a long story long, um, the mastermind gets <laughs> full and we sell some other things wow. and it generates multiple six figures. But yeah, I didn't get my rush, right? I didn't get that payoff that. Oh, you didn't get your, my adrenaline your dopamine. Yeah, you didn't get your dopamine hit. Exactly. <laughs> or your whatever insert, you know, uh, hormone here. Right. You, didn't, you didn't get the payoff. Oh, no. What happened? The payoff. So it was this very weird experience where I kind of went back after the three days. And, and like when you look at first year multi-day events and all that, it was a screaming success. Like people were like, oh, my God, you know, we would have thought that was your third year of your event. And I was like, I don't feel that great. <laughs> like, I'm that okay. excited. So it was an interesting. Now, mind you, I was proud and, and all of that on the inside. But it was a slightly empty victory, um, to use your language, in that um, I just didn't get that rush, which was a really important lesson to me that I had become kind of addicted in a funny way to a certain feeling um, that wasn't necessarily good for my business. In other words, I could go out and give a talk tomorrow for an hour and get, you know, 20 people to go buy a $500 product that would make me $10,000. But I had made multiple six figures and it didn't feel as joyous, right? So it was a lesson to me that I had to kind of rewire my brain as to how I get rewarded or what do I perceive as a reward because it was very clear that I kind of had my wires crossed and it was just like Pavlovian dog. You know, it's just from so many years of having this certain response in a certain way and the event was something really different. So it was an interesting lesson that I learned and I've obviously worked on it since, but definitely surprising in the moment to not, um, to go like, well, that didn't exactly feel the way I thought it would. Do you know who Brett Favre is? Yeah. There's a story about him when uh, a couple of days after he won the Super Bowl and he only won it once, he just felt empty. Oh, man. Right. Now, in the event, you know, while he was there, you know, he was through the roof. He was like, yeah, you know. And then later he was just like, meh, (laughs) you know. (laughs) Well, it's true. And so the other part of that is, you know, of empty victories is all along the way. You know, you go from – zero to $10,000 a month, like was the first big marker I wanted to hit. And then you're like, yeah. And then I did it. I rule. And then like, but then it's like, you're dealing with the same stuff. I tell my clients all the time. They're like, well, this happened and that happened. I'm like, none of that's going away. I mean, you can go, I mean, some things, some, some small things are going to shift and change, but a lot of the challenges are the same. They're just at a different level. Right. And that's just life. Like it's, uh, do I, would I rather have a $30,000 month than a zero month? Yeah. <laughs> right. But there's sure. still, you buttons are still going to get pu- pushed. 
Um, you're still going to have days when you feel frustrated. You know, all of that still oh, exists. So it is important. That's, I think, to kind of circle back to how we started. It's why it's really important that you just enjoy what you do. Because yeah. the money is not, it's an indicator, to me at least. The money in the in my business and my business growth is an indicator of, have I grown and am I serving at a higher level and am I learning new things like the rise event? It was scary because I had to do a lot of things that were new. Well, that's fun to me. That's part of my own personal evolution. Um, but the growth and yeah, novelty. and so yeah, get joy yeah. out of that because the dollars and the cents are not going to fill you up at the end of the day. Not at all. No. And, and you said it, that's perfect because a past guest, uh, Steve Pavlina, and I talked a little bit about intrinsic versus extrinsic rewards. Mm-hmm. And that's just – that's exactly what your story was all about. I just it's like, use smaller words. <laughs> yeah, I usually do too, and I, I wish I would have. <laughs> Internal versus external, yeah. whatever. Yeah. But yeah, because I think to begin with, when you've never done like make the big money, then – you are getting that internal hit because it's new, yeah. right? But eventually, it's it's still going to be external, and you're going to be like, "Oh, been there, done that." That's right, right? <laughs> you know, and and really, then your focus comes at: Do I feel good? Do I feel good? Like I'm serving the world, my people, all of that yeah. is more internal, and really, what you're aiming at now, yep. right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I love that. See, yeah. I don't even care if that was an empty. Victory. I don't know if it was or wasn't, but I, I I hope it was a good story for somebody. It was it was a good it was an amazing story. Okay, so tell us what inspires you the most these days. That's a good question. Well, there's a couple of different levels. Like just on the personal side, music is something that always and laughter. Those are two things that I have to have to have to have on my site, on my site, on in my life. I'm thinking site because I just put a blog post up. So that's probably not going to come out on the same day, but you could just record me laughing and we could put it on your site. That's right. We could. <laughs> I, you know, I was watching a video of Melissa McCarthy and Jason Bateman. It was a clip from a video, a movie they did together um, where she's yeah, lip syncing in the car. What is that movie called? Identity Thief. Identity Thief. Yes, great it's movie. It's like kind of a dumb movie, but she, to me, I could She's watch her amazing. do anything and I just right. laugh my ass off. But so I have to have laughter. So I listen to a lot of comedy. I listen to comedy podcasts as much as I listen to business podcasts. Oh, that's great. Um, I love, love, love music. It's just part of my heart and my soul. It's why I say rock your talk instead of like polish your presentations. Um, and that's why at the Rise Live event, we have a lot of music and a lot of fun. And then, you know, I guess on a more personal side, um, you know, what I get inspired by really is by my clients. When I see somebody who, like I think of um, one of my clients, Jen, she signed up for the mastermind at the Rise and she had an idea Um, she had a business, but she wasn't really growing it. It's like a piece of software that she sells that serves multi-level marketing. And, um, it's called client angel. And she's like, I want to grow this and be able to quit my job. And it was just an idea. And I've watched her, you know, over the past seven months, really transform her business and her life. She learned how to give a talk. She went and spoke at an event for the very first time. She's never made an offer from the stage in her life. And she went and spoke to a thousand people. Talk about serious cojones. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> 
And this is the stuff that I can't make my clients do, right? I can arm them with information and we can create the strategy and all that stuff. But then it's like yeah. you, the the person whose business it is, it's yeah, you, <laughs> you go out and do the work. Your your coach can't do that for you. So right. she went out and like she was nervous, but she did everything I asked her to do and then some and she had amazing results. So she sold sixteen hundred. 1,600 memberships into her client angel program at this event. Whoa! And wow. she literally could quit her job today. She's not going to because she's going to continue and lay a little deeper foundation, but she could. Right. And that was her goal. And that's just one example where I was chatting with her this morning. And I think that is why I do what I do. Again, if you think back to like me starting my business to help me and my family have the life that we want to. But now I'm helping her do that. And I'm watching her just take bold action and and take everything she learned and really go out there and make it happen. And that's the kind of stuff that like brings tears to my eyes. And I think that's worth working my ass off for is to help somebody else build the business and the life that they want to. Yeah, because that's, that's omen, almost even better to me that, you know, you can say, I did it. But you didn't do it. What you did was she did it. <laughs> she did it. I can't get up and there. That's, that's but, yeah. That's know, even better. Yeah. You know, you can't. I as think, a coach, you can't go give the talk for somebody. You can't close clients for them. Right. You can arm them, but like right. that's her win. And it's like being a mom. I mean, that's how I. I we all they all call me the mama bear. You know, my clients because that's how I feel. It's like. I'll defend them if someone's picking on them, and then I just cheer them on when they go out and do amazing things. And that inspires me to get up and work harder and do more is to help more people have that kind of experience. So what was holding you back from starting your first business? I know we've covered this a little bit, yeah. but talk more about what made you petrified. Because first you were afraid and you were petrified. First I was afraid. I was, afraid. <laughs> I was petrified. Um, <laughs> You know, well, so yeah, so there was that initial part, which we'll just skip over. So then I think it was about really being seen. So one of the things, you know, when we talk about giving talks to grow your business, going out into the community, whether it's a networking group or a chamber of commerce or a big conference or event, you know, those are places where as a business owner, you can go and you can share a message and you can do it in a way that'll get you leads and clients. But it requires you standing up in front of a room full of strangers. And I don't care who you are. That's scary. And if it's not scary to you, then I don't want to work with you. <laughs> because those people will freak me out. Um, so It's not scary to me. It's super That's, scary. So the very yeah, first yeah, talk scary. I was ever going to give where I was going to make an offer and try to sell something, I showed up an hour early because you can tell how nervous I was, right? I was like right. an hour early in the parking lot like a big dork. And I'm sitting in my car, drinking my latte or whatever. And I was just spinning in my head. I was so scared. And I thought, this is nuts. And why would I sign up for this? Like, why am I volunteering to do this? This is crazy. I'm going to throw up on the table. Like, I'm going <laughs> to collapse and faint in front of them. Like, something horrible is going to happen. And the crazy part is that it was a talk I was going to give to eight people. <laughs> <laughs> not 80, not 800 or 8,008. Like we could Eight. count them with both our hands, right? And wow. that's how okay. scared I was. So that fear, um, which is a fear of making mistakes, right? If we think about right. what we really break that fear down, what is that? It's a fear of making a mistake. It's a fear of not being perfect. And it's a fear of um, being you 
in front of people. That's really what it boils down to. And so one of the big things that I learned that in a way was life-changing, I mean, not to be too melodramatic about it, but it was, you know, my very first speaking coach said, Kristen, when you can learn to be yourself at the front of the room, like the you that I know and the you that your husband knows, which is the you that I'm hopefully being right now, which is I'm a little bit of a wisecracker, um, pretty self-deprecating. I love to laugh. Like that's all. And I'm also very straight talk. You know, I was raised by two New Yorkers, so I also don't pull any punches and I'm going to no BS. Yeah, no yeah. BS kind of girl. When you could just be that person um, when you're speaking to clients or when you're giving a talk, it'll be game on. And that was one, I mean, I can talk, talk Mm. strategy and sales strategy and all, we can get all tricky and stuff, but that is honestly a really valuable piece of coaching that I got. And, and when you talk about, you know, breaking through fear or what was holding you back for a lot of people, when they start their own business in a lot of different ways, it's that not being willing to be you and make mistakes in front of other people that'll hold you back. Um, yeah. And so if you can decide and be willing that your mission, whatever your mission is, like for me, it's I want to help people grow their business by using speaking and maybe someone wants to help people with their finances or their health or fill in the blank. When you can decide that that mission, that message that you want to share with people is more important than you looking cool, it will ch- it'll change everything for you. That's a great story. Great point, too. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, Why, thank I you. Want- Why, thank you. I was going to say it made me think of another question. When was the last time you had this feeling like you weren't good enough and everything was going to fall apart and you really stunk? (laughs) (laughs) Let me get out the giant book of feeling that way. and Five minutes ago. <laughs> I really, I really, that's kind of my personality. I'm just going to be honest. I am kind of a neurotic person at heart. So I yeah. often feel like I'm coming up a little bit short, you know. I yeah, sh- yeah, I'm not good I'm enough. I'm not good enough is, is honestly a pretty common feeling, but it's mixed with, um, with enough life experience that I also know that it's a little silly at this point. And it's also um, self-indulgent. That was, that's actually one of the lessons that comes from that. The last point that I made about being yourself is um, I had this kind of realization. I don't know if it was something that my coach said to me or, or just I came up with it on my own, but at some point I realized early in, let's say my first year of speaking that that self obsession of like, Oh, you know, I look fat in the suit or what if I don't sound right? Or what if these people don't like me? That nervousness that you might feel about speaking is really, if you break it down, it's self centeredness. It's like, you're just obsessing on you versus what if you went outward and said, what if I just focused on serving the room? I may or may not, but that's going to be my goal. And once I realized that um, that, that self-obsession was just completely self-centeredness, it sounds like humility, right? It's kind of dis- disguised in humility, like, oh, gosh, totally. I'm not all that. And oh, gosh, I don't, you know, I hope I don't mess up. But it's really just you focusing on you. And when I had that aha, I was like, all right, I'm so done with this. So when I feel that way, which is often because that's my nature, I tend to go that way. I just flip it around and say, you know what? Well, what? how could I do my best? And how could I seek to serve somebody else today so that I stop self-obsessing about what people think about me or how perfect I am or am not and just go about helping one person today with one thing? 
That's perfect. Uh, the the other day I was uh, I was thinking about okay now I I need to grow so I need to do some grow things right. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is like uh, John Lee Dumas's Podcasters Paradise yes. is broken down into sections. So there's um, create, grow, monetize your podcast. That's right. So I've already created. Yeah. But I I not gotten to the grow section. Got it. so. The first thing I did was I went to the checklist and and there was like the like five or ten things to do yep. pre-launch yep. and I had done none of them. And I had already launched. So that was a sit on the couch and eat bonbons and feel sorry for myself. Right. But the thing is, is I'm getting so used to that feeling. Yeah. <laughs> It's okay now. Yeah. You know, it, it kind of like I can cycle through it a lot quicker. Yeah. And I guess that's maybe that's a that's actually a much more succinct way of saying what I was trying to say, which is, I, you know, there's certain things that are human nature. And and then we each have our own individual ways of being. And I know for me, I tend to be a little neurotic and I have high standards for myself. And that is my nature. And I accept that about myself. But I hope and I think I do cycle through it more quickly because I recognize that it's self-centeredness and it doesn't really help me or anybody else. So, And everybody goes through we it. We all go through it. I mean, that's... We all go through it. We're human. It's, what are you going to do? It's part of the deal. It is. It is. It's, as, you know, it's, it's not around as much when you're not an entrepreneur, but uh, it's definitely, you know, it's part of the gig if you want to do your own thing. So well, I tell people all the time, if you want to save a lot of money on a therapist, you just become an entrepreneur and use, and use speaking as your primary marketing tool, and you will it's seriously <laughs> learn all of your buttons and all of your self-obsessions That's will come right. screaming out, but you'll work through them, you know? So tell us about uh, a favorite business book. Ooh, one of my favorite books is one that I think is maybe slightly less mentioned, which is one of the reasons why I like it, but also just because it has great stories. And um, if you want to pitch to get investors for your business or just to sell something in your business, it's a great book. It's called Pitch Anything. And it's by a guy named Oren Claff, who has made his living um, pitching for big companies, you know, doing multi-million dollar deals to get investors to fund companies. So he has some just outrageous, uproarious, you know, stories that'll make you laugh and jaw drop and but also really great um, tactical tips and things that'll help people with their sales pitches as well. Love it. I got through a blurb. <laughs> <laughs> you made right. it. Yeah, I made it. So tell us where can connect with you. Sure. Well, I'm always on Facebook, so anybody can pop over and say hi there. It's facebook.com forward slash speak, serve, grow. I love it. And that. then the website is speak, serve, grow.com as well. And if you go there, you can find links to free training that you can check out. Your awesome podcast. My awesome podcast. It's called Rock Your Biz and Life Show. So if you like podcasts, you might check that out. Um, you'll see links on Speak, Serve, Grow to the Rise Live event and to free webinars. So you can kind of just see, you know, what you're interested in, click around and have fun. But that's a great place to go. All your stuff. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Kristen. Did I say your name you right? You got each it. Time? Yes. Every single time. Wow. Okay, I'm going to check because I have to do the show <laughs> editing thing. I'll make sure I did one way or the other. <laughs> Thank you very much for doing my show. This was awesome and I had a blast. Let's do this again maybe, you know, after your rise event. That would be great. Thanks so much for having me. All right. Have a great day. 
Thanks for taking the time to ride along with us on another episode of Vroom Vroom Veer. For podcast info and show notes, be sure to head over to vvveer.com. That's triple V double E-R.com. Man, that's fun to say. And we'll catch up with you next time here on Vroom Vroom Veer.